Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Did you know Black and White Sports is the number one conservative sports entity on YouTube with over 35 million views? Make sure you subscribe here to the podcast available anywhere. Quality podcasts are available Apple, iTunes, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Anchor, and Spotify, and many others. Hit subscribe now. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodriguez for Black and White Live. Oh, we got a Deshaun Watson update. A couple of different updates regarding Deshaun Watson. One, Deshaun Watson has reported to training camp. God, talk about tacky. Yeah, Deshaun Watson has showed up for training camp. There is a reason why, from his perspective, because if he don't, the Texans can fine him $50,000. Now, earlier I did a video about Trevor Bauer. The one thing I can say about the MLB, and look, guys, I'm not very high on the MLB these days, but the one thing I can say is as soon as that those allegations started sniffing out, the MLB suspended his ass. Like, immediately. Well, with Deshaun Watson, as we know, there are allegations from 22 women. Okay? At the very least, something weird is going on there. Okay? And one of the podcasts I listen to regularly is from John Middlecoff. Middlecoff has got a... uh, John Middlecoff's got a YouTube channel now. As well as his partner, Haberman in Middlecoff. They've also got that YouTube channel and podcast. Both of them are pretty good-sized podcasts, okay? Well, John is a former scout for the Philadelphia Eagles. And he said today, because there's rumors out there about the Eagles being interested in Deshaun. There's rumors about the Denver Broncos still potentially being in. And the Miami Dolphins. Well... The Texans have released their draft compensation they want for Deshaun Watson. Now, John Middlecoff came right out and said that he knows for an absolute fact right now that uh, Deshaun Watson is toxic. He is toxic. You cannot touch him. If you are another team, you can't trade for Deshaun Watson under the current circumstances you would get destroyed. 
it's one of the few times, rightfully so, the media would actually destroy an organization. Speaking of which, I'm wearing our The Media is the Real Virus t-shirt. You can grab it out of our merch store. And right now, use promo code MEGANSUCKS, S-U-X, all one word, in honor of Megan Rapino. You can get 25% off this shirt or any other shirt in our store. This is the undisputed original bestseller ever. My God, we have sold a lot of <laughs> a lot of these shirts. And it's I personally speaking, I think it's still our best looking shirt. I, I really believe that. It's a great shirt. I love this shirt. I try to uh try to wear it in as many videos as I can. Uh it's just an awesome shirt. Uh, so, we are not trying to see a league commercial, CBS Sports. Texans want a massive haul for Deshaun Watson. They're out of their mind. Although Watson has made it clear that he doesn't want to play for the Texans, this year he still showed up for training camp on Sunday. I'm, gonna, I'm about to hammer the NFL in a minute. The Texans report to camp on Tuesday. But Watson is there because the quarterbacks reported today or yesterday. The Texans could have fined Watson $50,000 per day if he didn't show up, which is one big reason why he decided to report. Even though Watson has reported to camp, he still wants to be traded, and that's where things get interesting. The upside for Watson is that the Texans are now willing to listen to offers. <laughs> okay. The downside for Watson is that the Texans have made it clear they're not going to just give him away. Why not? And right now, they have a huge asking price. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard under the circumstances in which Deshaun Watson is in. The Texans want a massive haul. According to NFL.com, the Houston, Houston Texans want three first round picks in return for their star quarterback. According to ESPN.com, the Texans would also take a combination of five players and draft picks. With the catch being that the picks need to be high. This guy is toxic as hell. I cannot believe this. Teams that might make a deal. As we mentioned last week, the Eagles, Dolphins, and Broncos continue to be the top landing spot of those teams. The Eagles probably make the most sense. I agree with that. For one, they need a quarterback. And also, let us not forget, they have the draft capital to do this trade. Not only do they have two first-round picks in 2022, but they could get a third as part of the Carson Wentz trade if he meets playing, uh, basically if he meets all the, his things, and the, the, the technicalities of the trade. If he plays well, if he plays a certain amount of games, the draft pick gets higher and higher. Okay. Uh, so, uh, and it goes on to talk about why Watson might have to wait on a trade. Well, look, there's a lot of reasons he might have to wait on a trade. Number one, I, I will say this about NFL teams when it comes to players. Players that have something sinister going on or something in their past or whatever. 
The NFL is completely devoid of a moral compass. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. NFL teams want to win at all cost, and I understand winning is part of the thing. And I'm not somebody that usually uh, uh, flies the flag to be virtuous. Okay, trust me, I'm not. I'm subject to drop a f bomb on you at a moment's notice. But when you combine the women that stepped up on behalf of Watson and the women that have accused him, it's 40 women. 40 women have, have, 40 women have actually come out and said they have given massages to Deshaun Watson. And I've said it before, I'll say it again. There is something about that that is serial. Do you guys know what that means? It's sinister when something happens over and over and over again. At the very least, it is a monstrous, it is so creepy. There is something wrong if you need to get massages from 40 different women. And I've said it before, I'll say it again. He's a quarterback, and yes, I'm going to hold quarterbacks franchise quarterbacks to a higher standard than I'm going to hold your second string running back or your starting safety. That's just a fact. Okay? You're representing your team as the CEO of the team. You're the face of the organization. Who's going to parade you out there? That press conference would be a total shit show. It is unbelievable and I'll get fans of the Texans or of Deshaun that will come through here. Well, he hasn't actually been convicted of anything criminal. No, but you don't think 40 different masseuses is a little strange? Is a little creepy? A little nasty? All right? I don't. You know what? I'm a 49ers fan, and we were quote-unquote interested in this clown. No, I don't want to win that bad. I don't. I'll take Jimmy Garoppolo every day over this creep that decided he had to have 40 different women giving massages, of which we know something happened between him and several of them because they admitted to it. Uh, possible? Possible that, uh, that those occurrences might have set some expectations for Watson? Whatever the case may be, Teams can set you up with masseuses, okay? He didn't need 40 different women. It's terrible judgment. It's terrible judgment. And in turn, I don't want you as a, as a franchise quarterback. And back to Trevor Bauer, where are you at, Roger Goodell? Where are you at? Why is this clown not already suspended as part of the personal conduct policy? I don't like the personal conduct policy, but the thing you need to understand, you don't have to be criminally convicted of anything to get suspended and put on the personal conduct policy. That is up to the discretion of the NFL, and in this case, they need to show some. Wow. This is... it. it it's crazy that this guy is even in play to be able to play this year. I, it's unbelievable. And if you look at the timelines as set forth by this civil trial, 
Deshaun Watson, and you got to remember, okay, if they suspend him, which the NFL will suspend him, he should not play a down this year. If they suspend him, well, guess what? This trial is going to go, and based on the timelines for the trial, Deshaun Watson very likely, very likely, barring a settlement, and look, he can settle, and will still get suspended by the NFL, or should, even if he settles, I mean, he's missing this season, most likely, but even more likely is if this goes to court, he's going to miss this season and next season. It will be 2023 before Deshaun Watson ever sees the field again. And then, again, good luck explaining to your fan base why this clown is now representing your team. I know fan is short for fanatic. I get that. But I would not want this SOB as my starting quarterback representing my team. Period. I mean, God, there's something wrong there. Can you imagine Tom Brady doing what this guy did? There's something sinister and there's something serial about it. Peyton Manning, think about it. I mean, really? Just say it out loud. The Eagles, I can see the Eagles doing it because, hell, they gave they gave dog killer Michael Vick a chance. I mean, they're devoid of a moral compass worse than anybody at this point. Tell me what you think, Black and White Live fans. I know I kind of went off on this, but, I mean, you know, you got to just say it. It is what it is. And the Texans, Kyle McNair, you're out of your mind asking for that much draft compensation over somebody that is tainted. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodranth for Black and White Sports. We're going to talk about Trevor Bauer, the L.A. Dodgers pitcher that is in a world of trouble right now over some allegations involving him and a female and some, I I read some very heinous-ass details involving him and this woman. I mean, extremely, extremely uh, vulgar and detailed. And so he could be in a world of trouble. And the L.A. Dodgers, his fellow teammates, have come out by way of the, um, I believe it's the L.A. Times, and have made it clear they really don't want this son of a bitch back in their locker room and on the team. Wow. That's an interesting dynamic. Uh, And it also kind of makes you wonder about Deshaun Watson. We won't get into that in this video, but something's coming regarding Deshaun, too. Uh, Very quickly, make sure you guys go over, check out blackandwhitenetwork.com. That's right. We have a website, uh, exclusive content on there, got some free content on there. 
Three levels of memberships are available. If you wish to support the channel by dropping a little extra donation, you're well, you're you're certainly welcome to. And we we do have articles coming on that website as as well as not only exclusive videos. We've got articles coming. Uh, eventually, that website's going to grow into something much much larger uh, than what it is right now, and uh, kind of in the same vein as Outkick. But our goal is to remain completely independent, whereas OutKick has since sold to Fox Corp. Uh, don't expect that to happen with us. Okay, so, and if you're new to the channel, make sure you hit subscribe. And if you're new listening on podcast, which is growing like crazy, make sure you hit subscribe. Go over to Apple Podcast, Leave us a five-star review. It really helps the podcast grow big time. Algorithms, all that kind of thing. Same thing as YouTube. Same thing as YouTube in the podcast business. Uh, So, let's get to this article by way of OutKick. Report, a majority of Dodgers players don't want Trevor Bauer back. God. Pitcher Trevor Bauer has not exactly had the season he felt he would after he won the NL Cy Young for the Cincinnati Reds last year. He is currently on administrative leave. From the Dodgers, after being accused of assault, Major League Baseball put Bauer on paid leave on July 2nd under a joint domestic violence, assault, and abuse policy. I'm trying to clean this up for YouTube. Adopted by MLB and the Players Union in 2015. Now there's a report from LA Times writer Mike D. Giovanni that Bauer has not exactly endeared himself to the Dodgers clubhouse and a number of players would be just fine without him. Wow. Quote, a majority of players do want want Bauer back under any circumstances. According to, quote, two people with knowledge of the Dodgers locker room dynamics, the current paid administrative leave for Bauer, which the club has previously extended twice, Runs through Tuesday. Bauer was on hand in L.A. Friday for a court hearing, which was pushed back to August 2nd as Bauer's attorney asked for more time to prepare because of recently received medical records and exhibits. Oh, this is sounding really, really bad. Right now, the three-day hearing is set for August 2nd, 3rd, and the 19th. Reports say Bauer's accuser, will testify in the case, and that her lawyers will call Bauer as a witness. Just to let you know, he has been advised to invoke his Fifth Amendment rights. It feels like the way things are going, Bauer won't pitch again in 2021. What the future holds from there is anybody's guess. Bauer has always marched to the beat of his own drum, but this time... He might really feel isolation if he's found guilty and must stay away from the game for an extended period of time. That is from Matt Lodi over at OutKick. So, uh, man, that is saying a lot about the perception of somebody's character, a teammate. You know, locker rooms can sort of rally around guys when they know they're going through something. This locker room has said, to hell with this guy. He's a creep. He's a total creep. We don't want him back in here. 
That is a heck of a statement from the L.A. Dodger current teammates. Current teammates right now of Trevor Bauer have come out and said, we don't want the guy back. We don't want the guy back in the locker room. That tells you something. Okay? I mean, look, these are all allegations, but they don't even want to be around that dude. Okay? So that tells you right there that those players are saying, we think there may be something really wrong with this guy, and we are choosing to not want to have to work around this guy. You know, people forget, you know, these organizations, you go into the locker room, in large part, that is your workplace. Just like in the corporate world, when I would walk into a center and I would have to go to my office uh, or whatever I was working in at the time, you know, get ready for a conference call or whatever, you know, these clubhouses are the same dynamic, okay? And i got to be honest with you, I wouldn't want to sit down and work with some guy that's under investigation for this same sort of thing. That's not exactly going to make anybody feel comfortable day to day now, is it? And honestly, you know, it is companies' responsibilities, in this case a sports organization, to make sure their fellow employees and everybody involved, and I'm sure there's plenty of females that work for the L.A. Dodgers, you have to make sure these people feel safe when they come to work. That is an absolute given. You have to do that as an employer. I was in, really, I was in what you would borderline consider high management in the corporate world, and there's no options there. People have to be able to feel comfortable from a safety and well-being standpoint. You have no choice. Tell me what you think, black and white live fans. Man, this this thing could end up really bad for Trevor Bauer. Peace them out. Till next. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. All right, Black and White Live fans, we are back with another video, and we're going to be talking about the NFL once again and this whole jab thing, vaccination thing now, because we got some news about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Camp is going to be starting up, and uh, Pittsburgh Steelers have actually implemented a system to tell who has been vaccinated and who has not been vaccinated. And folks, according to this article here on OutKit that we're going to be talking about, these Steelers are actually one of the lowest vaccinated teams in the NFL. There's a whole bunch of controversy out there. Players saying they don't want to get it. Coaches already lost his job. We actually covered all of that already in several videos, man. It seems like day after day, more stuff is coming out about policies when it actually comes to vaccinations and the virus itself. But like we said before, we're not medical experts. We're not here to give you any type of medical advice. Check with your own medical provider to make the best decision for you. But let's go ahead. Let's jump into this over here on OutKick. It says here, still is among NFL's least vaccinated players to wear bracelets during practice. So essentially, these players who are not vaccinated will end up having the quote unquote 
mark of the beast. You're going to know who who got the jab and who didn't based on a bracelet. It says here the Pittsburgh Steelers announced that they will monitor the team's vaccination status using yellow bracelets to mark players who have yet to receive their first COVID shot or their COVID shot in general. So I guess the only way that you're not going to have to wear a bracelet if you are fully vaccinated, which means if you get the two shot um, thing, you have to wait two weeks after the final shot to be considered fully vaccinated. It says here players are instructed to wear the bracelets during training camps and for the foreseeable future. Now, could this actually lead into the whole entire regular season? We actually have to see about that. I'm not too sure about that. Head coach Mike Tomlin was asked about the team's progress with vaccines and how Pittsburgh can benefit from the new bracelets. We really kind of moved on, to be honest with you, Tomlin said. That's why we want to be so proactive about addressing it. So we're not spending a whole bunch of time thinking or talking about it. So it's a non-issue for us. Thankfully, due to the efforts and willingness of our guys, we're focused on football. Now, guys, honestly, I highly doubt that every single player on every single NFL team is actually going to get the shot. I mean, I just don't see that happening. Maybe it could actually happen, but I highly doubt it. Now, I believe this has something to do with, um, you know, access to certain areas in the facilities. Now, we know that coaches. A hard line has kind of been drawn here that you better get the shot or else you can actually lose your job. Players, that is not the case. Okay, now we know for a fact, folks, that even with the with a vaccine, you can actually still get the virus and you can actually still transmit it to other people, whether you're vaccinated or not. That is just the facts. Okay, that's just the facts. You can actually do your own research on that if you don't believe me myself. Now. I believe that you're going to start seeing more teams probably end up implementing Something similar to this, but it does say here, according to the AP, 85 percent of the Steelers roster has been vaccinated with the new system in place to encourage the remaining players to get vaccinated. So an overwhelming majority. Now, if the Steelers are the least vaccinated team, because I do believe this article did say yeah, Well, it just says they're among, among the least vaccinated, not that they're necessary, the least vaccinated, but. They still have over 85 percent. And that's one of the worst uh, percentages in the league, which tells me that an overwhelming majority of NFL teams are probably roughly what? 90 percent vaccinated. But they're still going to label players that don't want to get the jab. And I believe this is a sign to them to where other players can actually pressure them to take the vaccine. Now, we know this, folks. That. The NFL is a contact sport. And no matter if you're vaccinated or not, you're still going to have to touch other players. You're going to come in close contact with other players that even have the vaccine. And those players, you know, they're going to go home to their families. So I don't know if I actually really like the armband thing. I really don't. Now, I know that the NFL has certain um, rules in place to where if medically you can't do it, and I'm talking about getting the vaccine, then you don't have to get it. Will they actually have to wear a bracelet as well? I don't really know. I, I really don't know. I just don't like that. 
the steel is actually doing something like this. And it does say here also the Steelers aren't the only NFL team implementing the new ruling. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Super Bowl champs, announced they will be using a similar system leading up to the start of the new season, marking unvaccinated players with red bracelets. So it's not just the Steelers. Like I said, other teams are probably going to end up doing this. And we already got one, the Super Bowl champs. Buccaneers Leonard Fournette jokingly admitted on Twitter that he remains hesitant about the mandatory vaccination ruling, but he then deleted the incriminating tweet. Commissioner Roger Dale and the league announced that unvaccinated players league-wide will be fined $14,650 for any COVID guideline infractions. Yeah, so even the NFL is pushing players to get the jab, and I believe this is the only reason why that the Buccaneers and the Steelers are going to be marking unvaccinated players with certain arm bracelets with different colors, you know, reflecting their team because we know the Steelers are yellow. Tampa Bay Buccaneers are are red. But what do you guys think of this? How do you guys actually feel about NFL teams marking their unvaccinated players with arm bracelets? I really don't like this. I really don't. I mean, think of it. The NFL with the whole entire last season with nobody vaccinated, no armbands or anything like that. And they came out pretty good on the other end when it came to uh, games. I don't believe many games were actually delayed, if I'm not mistaken. I know that, that there was a few. And actually, this time around this year, we're in a, di- we're in a different world now than we were last year. I, I do think my own personal opinion that. We're better than we were last year when it comes to the whole virus thing. But now the NFL is just clamping down on teams and players to get the jab or else. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and White Live fans. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Live. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. First, here's a word from today's sponsor. Friends, I'm very concerned about food shortages coming to America. No, not local or short-lived shortages. I'm talking about a national food shortage that will affect everyone, everywhere, for a very long time. Would you be ready if that happened? Probably not. That's why I urge you to get some long-term storage emergency food from my friends at My Patriot Supply. They're the original Patriot Survival Company. Over the past decade, they've served millions of American families like yours. Their mission is your survival. And right now, you can save 25% on a four-week kit of emergency food that will save the day. Probably soon. This four-week kit has a wide variety of delicious food That provides over 2,000 calories per day. The right amount for optimum survival. Go to preparewithblackandwhite.com so you can claim your four-week emergency food kit and save 25% in the process. Order a tasty starter kit for each member of your family and they will ship everything quickly and discreetly to your door. That's preparewithblackandwhite.com. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. 
The main event starts now. Black and white sports fans, we are not yet done with Team USA and their embarrassing loss to France yesterday at the Tokyo Games in the Olympics. The overwhelming favorite to win the gold medal, that is very much in doubt. This team, coached by Greg Popovich, has lost three of the five games they've played, and only one of those games, the loss to France, actually counted as the other games were exhibition games. But this team still does not look good. And the finger pointing has begun. I already put up a video talking about how Dan Woken has already pointed to blame at Greg Popovich for losing that game to France. It was embarrassing. The, the U.S. were up by at least eight in that game. I didn't actually watch the game, but they were up at least eight late in that game. And then Team USA fell apart. And Greg Popovich needs to take a lot of the blame for this because this is becoming a common trend with this team. They can't close any games, folks, and they have the best players on the planet playing for Team USA. No reason to lose to Nigeria. No no reason to lose to Australia. No reason to lose to France. And guys, we're already hearing the excuse, you know, all oh, these teams that playing together. A lot of these teams have NBA players, folks. And guess what? They played in NBA games and NBA playoff games just like the U.S. players did. I don't want to hear the excuse that the U.S. team hasn't been together long enough. I don't want to hear that excuse. That's a pretty pathetic excuse, if you ask me. But check this out, guys. We have some new information now. It seems like the players also are pretty frustrated with Greg Popovich. They don't seem to be happy with his offense that he's running. Check this out here on the Sports Rush. Team USA players are frustrated with Greg Popovich, Damian Lillard, and company seemingly irked by Coach Pop employing a Spurs type of offense in embarrassing loss to France. So it seems like the players are not on board with Greg Wokovich coaching his team. They're not buying into his system. And when the players don't buy in, you're doing a pretty pathetic job of actually coaching this team. Greg Popovich is probably the worst or one of the worst um, Team USA Olympic coaches in basketball since the Dream Team started back in 1992. He is getting no results whatsoever. And his total record since he's been the coach of Team USA is a pathetic six and three. That is not good, folks. That is absolutely not good. Let's dive more into this article here, folks. Okay. It says here, Team USA has been an up and down time together, and they are currently in the latter half of that phase. After dropping games to countries like Australia, Damian Lillard and company picked up their slack by handily beating Argentina and Spain in the remaining two exhibition games. With fans exhaling a sigh of relief, Team USA has once again proved, once again given them something to worry about. Last night's bout against France saw the Americans completely lose their footing in the second half of the game as they gave up an abysmal 16-2 run to close out the fourth quarter. Unbelievable, folks. Guys like Kevin Durant and Damian Lillard had decent gains 
had decent gains until the halftime buzzer sounded. But due to his excessive fouling and fumbling of the ball down the stretch, could not hold on. A 16-2 run, man. That is just unbelievable. And we're supposed to have the best players on the planet. It says here, one particular aspect of how Team USA lost is the amount of overpassing that took place. This was reminiscent of what Greg Popovich does with his San Antonio Spurs and players were reportedly not pleased. Oh boy. So the blame is being put on the head coach, the five-time NBA champion, Greg Popovich. Making the extra pass is always welcome when when that extra pass leads to a better shot. Passing off a shot that is already quite decent for the sake of ball movement is something Team USA looked like it was trying to do. Ball movement is a crucial ingredient in Coach Pop's Spurizian offense and players are seemingly not happening. No, of course not. When you have the open shot and you don't take it, you're not allowed to take it. That That's pretty bad right there, you know, especially when you have these elite athletes. They should be taking that shot. But no, no, they have to pass just for the sake of passing. But check this out. It says here on this uh, tweet from uh, Josh uh, Paredes, it says Popovich is horrified by his own record coaching his team as well. He should. He dwells on it and hates losing. The players are frustrated too, grumbling on their way back to the locker room about, quote, running the San Antonio offense when apparently they feel like they are they are better ideas. Pop has said the offense would be based on concepts instead of set plays, said Joe Vardon. Unbelievable, folks. So the players, NBA players are not buying into the coaching concept of a five time NBA champion. Folks, I believe that Greg Popovich has lost his team. He has. If the players, folks, are not going to buy into what Pop is saying, he shouldn't even be coaching his team, folks. He shouldn't. And we've already talked about how Pop looks when he doesn't have a David Robinson or a Tim Duncan. He's been pretty mediocre as a coach. And what he has done with Team USA right now is absolutely pathetic. I mean, these all-star players that are on his team are questioning Greg Popovich and his offensive concept. This is just unreal, folks. And they really don't have any have much time to really get this together because I believe there are only two games left. If I'm not believe, if I if I'm not mistaken, I should say, in match play to qualify for the gold medal. I don't know, man. I'm very concerned about this team uh, winning a gold medal because we know the standard is gold medal or bus. Silver medal doesn't cut it. Bronze medal doesn't cut it. And not to get any medal definitely would not cut it. This is an utter embarrassment that Greg Popovich has his own players questioning his offense. This team is going to struggle, folks. This team is going to struggle. Now, they play Iran Nets. I believe that is going to be tomorrow or day after tomorrow. That's a a team they should be by, by 30 easily. Now, I do believe they'll probably win their game, folks, but 
If they win that game by just like 10 points, that's going to be a red flag. And if they lose that game, oh, my God, the world will come crumbling down. And Greg Popovich probably should just be removed from coaching his team. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrance for Black and White Sports. We're going to talk about legendary journalist Phil Mushnick of the New York Post because he has written an article and he has come out and slammed the NFL for doubling down on their social justice rolling into the season and for the fact that they're going to play the quote-unquote Black National Anthem. Now, you got to understand, far as I'm concerned, far as John's concerned, there is no such thing as a Black National Anthem. There is a one National Anthem that, generally speaking, we all recognize. And, point of fact, it's for everybody. I don't care what color you're from. Ethnicity, if you're a citizen of the United States, the actual National Anthem is for you, okay? Regardless of what somebody like Gwen Berry wants you to believe or some people that are on the, without getting too political, on the extreme left side of the aisle right now. Let's just be real, okay? Uh, There's one National Anthem. It's the only one, Roger Goodell, that should be played prior to uh, NFL games. And let me just be, uh, also throw out that you should be facing the flag with the hand over your heart standing up while said anthem is playing. Yeah, because this country gives you plenty of opportunities. You are free. It's up to you, regardless of skin color, to do what it is you need to do with that opportunity that this country has given you. Let's be real. Put a lot of work in, okay? That's 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 part of the deal in this country. you got to work your ass off. I mean, hell, I only work about 70 hours a week right now. Sometimes 80. So, uh, you get the point. You get the point. If you want to do something, you got to work at it. The NFL's black and white anthems will only promote divisiveness. He's not wrong. My God, we're trying to resegregate this country right now. It's ridiculous. At roughly $40 million per, the NFL employs more than a mere commissioner. In Roger Goodell, the league also contracts a social engineer, the kind who cowardly chooses to ignore those problems he should fix. The increasing criminality of the NFL players comes to mind, bravo, in favor of fixing what's not broken. To that end, this season's Goodell plans to include two pregame national anthems at marquee events. The traditional one, which I guess is now explained as the, quote, white anthem, 
and the new addition and largely unknown, quote, black national anthem. To think that Goodell is dense enough to believe that such a separate but equal public relations scheme will promote good will as opposed to divisiveness. That is absolutely right. What will happen this season? Should black fans stay seated during the white anthem? After all, Goodell has implied that the standard version is not for blacks. Should white customers remain seated during the black anthem? Oh, that'll go over like a wet fart in church, but okay. Goodell has clearly indicated that it's not being played for the NFL's white fans. He's not wrong. That's exactly what Goodell's saying. And what to do with those misguided souls, black and white, who still might who might still feel as if they should be all be united under just one anthem. We just talked about this. Should they seek race counseling? Will group sessions be segregated? <laughs> Will there be enough security at games willing to break up race-based brawls? Why doesn't Goodell have NFL stadiums further divide by race? Have race-specific entrances, water fountains. Oh, man. We're going down a real slippery slope with this crap, Roger Goodell. Concession stands, parking lots, restrooms. His anthem plan resurrects such long-gone racist history. That's exactly what's going on. I just said they're trying to resegregate the country. Oh, only a pandering boob who exercises no foresight, would even consider such a plan, let alone enact it. But Goodell has allowed attending or watching NFL games to become a political exercise, an avenue to express and stress racial discord as opposed to watching a football game. And as a white minority, I'm also Jew, who was raised to recognize wrong from Wrong from right and never black from white. I'm tired. Make that sick and tired of being tactically condemned as a racist by sports commissioners who work in mortal fear of being called racist by a selectively blind, outraged, and wishful and politically ambitious bunch of assholes. Let's be real. If Goodell truly believes that NFL's white fans are in need of a racial racial awakening and makeover, just say that. Rather than install repugnant reminders, good choice of words, starting with separate national anthems. My God. So, (laughs) wow. He brought the heat. He absolutely brought the heat. Uh, And he absolutely tells us The truth. That is the truth. That's a terrible idea, Roger Goodell. Why are you doing this blatant pandering to the woke left? Let's just keep it real. I mean, to hell with it. Let's just keep it real. You're pandering. That's all there is to it. It's virtue signaling. It is an awful idea to introduce or bring out an additional national anthem that's part of the problem 
is we need to become more united in this country, not more divisive. We do not need to separate things based on race. We're seeing this everywhere. We're starting to see it with our hiring practices. I mean, they already have that ridiculous Rooney rule in the NFL, but we're starting starting to see it with corporations and things like that. I mean, people are starting to get literal consideration, whether qualified or not, for color. Let's be real. That's happening right now. And the NFL is running is running the SJW playbook, for lack of a better way of putting it. Let's just be, be honest. They're running the SJW playbook. And uh, they're going to lose fans over this. They're absolutely going to have some people tune out. By the end of last year, the NFL ratings had basically recovered after that initial woke start they had. And then they were like, oh, crap. People are turning the TV off. Let's back way off of it. And now he comes back and does something totally stupid and doubling down. That was right after the third highest NFL draft ratings ever. You've got a little something, a little juice coming back into the NFL season. Fans are coming back. You've got this ridiculous vaccine policy you just introduced. And now you're doing this. It's a terrible look, Roger Goodell. But look, it only makes sense that you want to try to follow in the footsteps of Adam Silver. And by the time it's all said and done, we may look at you worse than Adam Silver. Why? Because, point of fact, the NFL had become America's game. Regardless of of what the MLB thought, the, the NFL ruled. It has for 20 years now. But you're bound and determined to destroy it the way Adam Silver, and in some part, Rob Manford, has destroyed those leagues. God, the ratings for the NBA suck. The ratings for Major League Baseball suck. Is that what you want, Roger Goodell? Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. Phil Mushnick has been around forever. He pulled no punches. He absolutely he absolutely hammered Roger Goodell here. Good. Good. We need more journalists to show a little testicular fortitude. That's part of the problem. Not, a, not enough in the media will do exactly what he just did. That was a really good article. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrance for Black and White Sports. We have a former... Olympic athlete and a pretty famous one that has come out and said that she has been directly told that athletes, activism, political messaging, protesting has and is, and we know this, influencing people's decisions to tune out these Olympic Games. The other day I did a video. We found out the opening ceremony was garbage. The TV ratings on it was they got 17 million.
we went over all the various sporting events that drew just as many viewers. One of them was Baylor and Gonzaga, the national championship game. To give you some kind of an idea, the Olympics are down 59% since 2012. They drew 40 million viewers in London. And even even the last Summer Olympics, they drew 27 million. So they're down 10 million from it. And one of the reasons, and I'm telling you, the fact that this happened so quickly uh, as the Olympics was running up on us was Gwen Berry. When Gwen Berry turned her back to the flag during the national anthem, so many people said, nope, I'm good. We already anticipated the IOC tried to head this off at the path by saying, hey, we're going to punish if anybody protests, blah, blah, blah. But we also sat back and went, hmm, what are you going to do when all the media scrutiny starts? What are you going to do when the the athletes start putting pressure on you? What are you going to do when people start calling you, the IOC, a bunch of racists? What are you going to do? And in standard operating procedure, they curd down. They immediately bended the knee. They folded like a cheap suit. And we anticipated that. Well, Lolo Jones has come out. And in case you're remembering, she was a, a massive track star. And she also participated in not only the Summer Olympics, but the Winter Olympics. You rarely see that happening. And she says, yes, activism has caused an issue, has played a role. She knows for a fact people have told her, I've been told, that it has caused people to tune out. Lolo Jones claims athlete activism is contributing to down Olympic ratings. People told me, I just can't watch after the Gwynberry protest. That was such a big deal. TV ratings for the Olympics opening ceremony fell to a 33-year low Friday, averaging just 17 million viewers on NBC, which was down 35% from 2016, and like I said a second ago, 59% from 2012. The viewership totals fell in line with most sporting events in the United States, which are experiencing declining TV audiences across the board. Hmm, I wonder why that is. It is a growing trend in recent years, but one that has escalated since the start of the global pandemic more than 16 months ago. Here we go, trying to blame this shit on the damn Wuhan virus. Guys, we know better. In fact, I'll be honest with you. uh, Had all these athletes not went woke and started doing all the political stuff, I would venture to say that uh, sport sports ratings would actually be higher right now. Uh, at least last year when everybody was locked inside and people tuned out then. Lolo Jones joined Sanders Smith on Fox News Channel's America Reports where the former track star stated one possible explanation for declining Olympic viewership is athlete activism. Quote, I don't know the percentage of people that would be tuning out because of those protests, Jones told Smith, but I will say there has to be a percentage of people that are doing that. 
I had so many people coming up to me after the Gwenberry protest and saying, I'm sorry, I cannot watch the Olympics after that. Last month, Barry earned a spot on the U.S. track and field team after placing third in the hammer throw during Olympic qualifiers. While standing on the podium, Barry turned her back to the American flag as the national anthem played. Absolute repugnant behavior. A former Olympia herself in track and field and bobsled, Jones believes there's a delicate balance between athletes wanting to use their platform to speak up and the general public who prefers sports without politics. But that balance is difficult to find. The U.S. soccer team was viciously criticized by yours truly for taking a knee prior to their first Olympic match last week, and they knelt for 10 seconds to protest racial injustice, but stood stood during the national anthem. And she did mention also that um, there may be one other reason for some of the de- declined ratings. There is no Michael Phelps. There is no Usain Bolt, okay, this time around. But I got to be honest with you. Um, the way we connect with people that are in the Olympics, it's the viewers that latches on to somebody. How many gymnastic stars have we had? How many different stars over the years have we had in the Olympics? Because the viewership gravitated towards that athlete and wanted to watch them. In other words, the Olympics was the true place where we would see that a star was born. Okay? And this year, we don't give a shit if a star is born or not. We don't care. We just simply don't care. When the athletes don't care about the country that they're representing... When they don't, when we know because they have admitted, we don't feel a sense of pride in that country that we're supposed to be competing on behalf of. You're right. You're not getting our support. You're not. Why? Because you don't, Gwen Berry, you don't represent us. True people that care about this country. Proud Americans. The national anthem doesn't represent you. It's not important to you. It never has been. Okay. Well, we don't need to support you. Frankly, you really shouldn't be in this country, if you ask me. But we're not going to support you. We're not going to root for you. Uh, You don't support American values. Now, you're right. The Olympic uh, TV viewership is down. And I'm sure it's going to remain down. I mean, come on. And on top of Gwen Berry, you know, you've got the NBA all through this Olympics on the Team USA side. They're out there uh, uh, just stinking up the room. I mean, these athletes don't even have their heads on straight. They've, they see, a lot of them seem to have lost their competitive fire because they're worried about everything else going on. What happened to just going out there and just competing because you were hungry to win? Man, you guys could learn a lot from Tom Brady and Michael Jordan. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. Peace. I'm out. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. Let's talk about today's sponsor, Javi Coffee. Javi Coffee is the way I love to start off my morning. I work very, very hard for you guys to put out the best content possible. 
and I get my energy from Javi Coffee. Would you like to have that same energy that I have every single morning? Well, you should try Javi Coffee. And for you guys, you can actually get three bottles of Javi Coffee for only $16.95 per unit. Each bottle contains 30 servings. It will save you so much money from going to your local coffee shop. And by the way, folks, it actually tastes even better. You can use sugar. You can use monk fruit. I'm a low carb person. I don't like the carbs. This is keto friendly. And guys, it is super easy to make. Just put water in your cup. Add one teaspoon or two teaspoons of Javi coffee. Mix it up. Use whipped cream, sugar, monk fruit, whatever. And folks, it tastes absolutely amazing. So check out the link in the description or the pinned comment and get Javi coffee delivered to you today. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Black and White Sports fans, we know that there are athletes at the Tokyo Olympics that want to protest. I believe that there's some athletes there they only want to go there to protest. They really don't have any interest in actually trying to win a medal because social justice points will probably get you endorsement deals, you know, much more than winning a gold medal. We know that. Now, the IOC has rules in place based on Rule 50, which says that you cannot protest when competition starts and on the podium. However, the IOC is allowing athletes to protest before the competition starts. Now, guys, we actually have a gymnast from Costa Rica here that has violated that rule. Violated the rule. And actually, we're going to watch a clip here because maybe if she didn't actually say that she was doing this, maybe nobody would have really noticed this at all. Now, gymnastics, we know that it is a routine. And this particular gymnast now implemented a Black Lives Matter salute into the end of her routine. Now, guys, check this out over here on Fox News. Costa Rican gymnast Olympic routine includes support for Black Lives Matter. Luciana Alvarado incorporated kneeling and a raised fist in the routine. Now, guys, this is a violation of Rule 50. It's clear as day. Okay, so it says here Costa Rica's lone gymnast, Luciana Alvarado, finished her Tokyo Olympics floor floor routine Sunday by taking a knee and raising a fist in apparent support of the Black Lives Matter movement. Now, I watched the clip and if you didn't know that she was actually implementing this into her into her routine, you may not have actually noticed what she was doing. But she came out and she admitted that she did this, which is a violation of Rule 50. Alvarado failed to move into the finals of the competition, but chose to make an impact in a different way. So she was no threat to actually win anything. She just did this because I guess she just had to compete. But she wasn't a threat to win any type of medal. She told the Jim Castit podcast afterwards she wanted to show 
the importance of equal rights. And guys, so she chose Black Lives Matter. Let's be real. Is there anything about equality that Black Lives Matter wants? Not the story. I digress. She said this, quote, my cousin and I, we both do it in our routines, she said. And I feel like if you do something that brings everyone together, you know, and you see that that here, like, yes, you're one of mine. You understand things, the importance of everyone treated with respect and dignity and everyone having the same rights because we're all the same and we're all beautiful and amazing. So I think that's why I love to have it in my routine. And I love that my cousin does it on her routine, too. Now, she's a very young girl. I believe she's like 18 years old. Okay, maybe she doesn't know all of the ins and outs of Black Lives Matter. But she believes that they're about about equality. And we know that Black Lives Matter is not about that. But check this out, guys. I'm only going to show you the last nine seconds of her of her routine when she actually ends with the Black Lives Matter salute and kneeling. So check this out. I'm not going to actually play uh, the sound here because there's music. I believe it's like Pretty Woman or something like that. So here, last 10 seconds, she's doing a routine there. And she is about to kneel and raise up her fist. That was it. So I don't know necessarily know for a fact that people would actually associate that with um, Black Lives Matter unless she actually just came out and said it. And she did. She said it. She said it was choreographed to pay homage to the Black Lives Matter movement. That is her words. She said Friday she performed the same routine, the same move in training. It's unlikely Alvarado's gesture, which was incorporated into her, into her artistic routine, would garner any punishment from the International Olympic Committee. Of course not, because she did implement it into her routine. However, it still was a protest. But I don't think the IOC is going to have the guts to to punish her in any kind of way. It says the IOC relaxed some aspects of Rule 50, which prohibits political gestures from athletes in the Olympics. The IOC said athletes can protest, but not during a competition. And she just did that during a competition or on the medal stand. It doesn't appear Alvarado would be taking the medal stand in Tokyo. So there's a bigger picture here of her kneeling with with the um, the uh, march to salute. And that's definitely a political gesture. It is. But uh, I don't believe that anything is actually going to happen to her. You know, she kind of did something sneaky here. Because when we think of protests, we're thinking like national anthem or something like that. Now, if we're watching on um, basketball. We don't expect, you know, players just to kneel down and start protesting while they're actually playing a game. So in her routine, she incorporated this in her routine. Very, very sneaky of trying to break the rules of the IOC and Rule 50. And she came out and she said that was her protest. A clear violation of the IOC rules. But nothing is going to happen to her. I, I truly believe that absolutely nothing will happen to her for this protest and competition, which which to me is pretty bad right there. 
We don't want to see your protests and competition, even though she implemented this into her routine. Very, 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 very um, slick of her to actually do it and do it in this way. And she just knelt down for a few seconds and got back up. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports.